Welcome to Reconstructed Faith, a podcast where we talk about truth you can build your life on. We hope to dive into the hard conversations of life and faith and seek out reasonable, substantive answers. My name is Colson Lechner, and I am joined by Chris Legg and Brent Starnes. This is Reconstructed Faith. Welcome back to the Reconstructed Faith podcast. My name is Colson Lechner, alongside my partners in crime, Bryn Starnes and Chris Legg. And continuing our um, politics uh, theme and series, uh, we're jumping into the topic of uh, politics as a religion. Mm-hmm. And I know that this can be um, this can be strongly. I mean, I, I know it probably anywhere in the country. I know we live in the South. And so you can see this play out in a lot of different ways. But yeah. um, Chris, when we when we bring that up, what's what's kind of the first thing that pops in your head? What's on your mind when when you hear that politics as a religion? I, you know, I'm I'm so I'm about fifty, and I I just don't <laughs> give remember. Or take give about... or take, I'm fifty. So I'm exactly fifty right now. <laughs> I'm about fifty. I'm exactly fifty. It's like sorry, I was watching Benedict Cumberbatch in an interview. It was like I'm somewhere over 30. <laughs> My problem is I, I'm actually, I mean, I'd have to sit down and do the math. I think I'm exactly 50. Like, I think that's right. Um, Sorry, you're uh, 50 I could be wrong. Again. I'm 50-ish. Um, I just don't want to be lying. If someone's like, wait, you're 53. Like, I'm okay, fine. I don't know. Something. Past a certain age, you stop counting. Um, but, uh, or you can't count anymore. One of those. Uh, so uh, I don't remember ever at a time in my lifetime politics having a religious edge to it that it does seems to in the last say two administrations. Hmm. What do you, what do you mean by that? I just, I feel like there is a religious devotion by members of, of both Hmm. sides of the political aisle to their political agendas, to their political candidates. Hmm. It's a, they have to deny anything that would be negative about their candidate. It's like, it doesn't exist no matter how Uh. obvious it is that this is a huge, raging, flaming, in-your-face, bright spotlight problem, you go, nope, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And it makes me feel like people who are involved in a false religion, you bring up certain topics and they scream you down. They don't They don't debate it. They don't discuss it. They just scream you down. You're just a hater. You got to, you know, how dare you? You must, and they label you. And, and you know, maybe, maybe 20 years ago, that would have made sense. I know that in America, this may not be worldwide, but in America, the the left side of the aisle has moved more quickly away from Christianity um, than the right side of the aisle. I don't know that that's authentic or sincere. It's just overt. And, and by s- twenty years ago, you mean early two thousands? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, as we start, that became more. I mean, it started further back than that, but we started seeing that more clearly. Uh-huh. And and so I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised when on the left side of things you started seeing more of a religion of politics. Because if you don't have religion to place certain things, a religion is supposed to provide certain things, hope, purpose, relationship to God, deeper meaning. Um, And I mean that as a study right now. Yeah, exactly. Those things. And so, I mean, and, you know, purpose and and whatever, uh, doctrine, picket, um, sacraments, worship, you know. And so if you veer towards humanism... Well, it makes sense that you would then begin to place politics and religion would become hazy. Yeah, that seems like a natural step. It does, because politics becomes a tool. Right. Humanism. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and those so, are the men in power. Exactly. The men to, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. The men and women in power are ones you can trust and say, 
hopefully you, that you can, you're putting your trust in them to yeah. save you. Yeah. It's a, what's, who's going to save us from now pick the topic, the, whatever the, and, and one of the things religion has to do is offer you an answer to, um, uh, what kind of crisis is it? A, it's not esoteric crisis. What's the word? Existential crisis. So religion, one of the most important things religion does is it gives you solutions to existential crises. What happens when I die? What happens when we die? What happens when everything ends? Like yeah. those are questions that religion offers answers for. Well, why, why am I here? Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so if you don't, if your religion, if you don't have a religion to answer those, then where do you go? Well, it makes sense that you would say humanity is what you're trying to protect and who can protect humanity. Well, since there is no God, it would make natural that you would get lean towards human efforts like politics. Yeah. That didn't surprise me, of course, according to the, along that transition. And I'm sure there are people on the left, there are many, many, many people, maybe the majority of people, I don't know, on the left who, of course, they're still religious, and of course, they believe in a God, and they that still represents, I don't know what the number is, 92, 93, 94% of the population still claim God at some level, um, or some type of, you know, God. So so that's, that. I'm not trying to paint a big lump. It just wasn't surprising me to see that. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to start seeing on the right side of the aisle a religious devotion to political candidates and political movements and politics in general. Mm. Because, so I guess I guess the idea here is that conservative thought no longer is able to successfully connect people to the faith of their fathers, so to speak, and instead they've got to create a new religion, and again it seems like they're looking to political leadership and people on both sides now fight the fight the way religious, religious disagreements used to happen. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more volatile, more and more even deadly that people disagree on politics and they kill each other. And that's always happened. But anyway, I'm doing a, a little monologue here, but that just, that just struck me <laughs> I as, mean, as I, significant. Yeah, I think it's important. And, and how, how offensive to any young person who's especially a young person who's been watching the church. And when a church begins to align itself politically, it feels like, okay, so our faith is in Jesus and Mm. fill in the blank. And, and so Jesus can save us, but he's not going to elect the kind of Supreme court judges that I want. So I want, like I'm putting my faith in Jesus and this political leader and Jesus and this, Mm. and you know, who's going to, who's going to save my soul? Jesus, who's going to save my country? Oh, it's going to be president. Yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. It's it's not biblically sound. Now it doesn't mean there aren't we shouldn't support certain candidates and that there aren't viewpoints that do matter to the church and that right. we should I mean we're just not talking about that on this podcast. Right. It causes people to deconstruct when they can easily dismantle your religion as a politic. Mm. And politics are easily dismantled mm-hmm. in my opinion. So And I think it's also just an indictment for Christians of if if you're primarily known as passionate about politics and your primary, like all of your energy and all of your mm. extra time is going towards politics. And when people think of you, that's what they think of is this or that. Um, instead of a believer, like we've talked about as your primary identity, that's, that's something we need to repent from. I agree. Um, and, and also doesn't, um, further the kingdom when people look at your life and see primarily Republican or primarily Democrat and then Christian. 
Right. Um, when it comes to all that you're pouring your energy and like if the only passionate conversations you have with your friends and relatives are about politics and not about what the <laughs> Lord's doing in your life, like that seems like something we need to <laughs> confess. Okay, Brian, yeah. you're starting to meddle now. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> no, but let's move on. Am to I something. getting preachy? I'm sorry. That's <laughs> but but at the same time though, I I think it can not not only be confusing, it can also rob God of glory. Absolutely. You know, and so oh, it's yeah. like, so, okay, so in order to have a certain political standing or whatever, I'm going to adopt children or foster children. Right. Or do other mm-hmm. things. And it's like, well, I'm I'm so glad that those things are happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if you're doing this X for personal gain yep. or for political recognition, mm-hmm. man, what a, what a bummer. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I, I think you can pick it. You can pick what, what you fill in that blank with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, that, yeah that's all that political, I had to say political right points is your, yeah, if that's is, your, is your main game, motive. Yeah. 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 If, if, in game. That's a good way to say it. If that's your in game is I'm going to get points on the political side of things, uh-huh. then, then you may be a humanist. Mm. whether you acknowledge it or not. Mm, um, and so it's it, for us as Christians, I talked about, you know, in the last election, I wondered how many people who claim to be Christians voted according to some different aspect of their identity primarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Christian, but I voted as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm a Christian, but I voted as a Southerner. I'm a mm-hmm. Christian, but I voted as a man or as mm-hmm. a Caucasian or as a... And, mm-hmm. and all of those don't fit within Christianity and therefore, of course, are offensive to someone who's trying to build their faith. Mm-hmm. And they see, they begin to suspect that our faith, that we have an idol. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's you know, when, when, when God says you have no other gods before me and no idols equal to me, you know, no gods equal to me, no gods before me, um, that's, that's intentional. Yeah. And, and I just think we're always, it's always scary to say, you know, when we link words to Christian, I'm a Christian blank. Yeah. Um, now we're using Christian as a modifier. Right. And I would always rather reverse that around. Like I would... Something, something I am Christian. A, yeah, I, I would be more comfortable saying I'm a conservative Christian or a liberal Christian than yeah. to say I'm a Christian conservative or a Christian liberal. Yeah. Like yeah. the descriptive term, because the descriptive term can change because yeah. it's not the fundamental um, part of our identity. And it's not that, like we've talked about. It's not that those other identities aren't important. Like they it, may be. I am That's a right. woman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that is something that the right. Lord, the an identity God has given me is that That's I'm right. a woman. But it's not yeah. like you're saying it's not our primary identity. Yep. Um, yeah. Now, can I also ask? And I know that this is kind of uh, you might label this as a little late in the game. <laughs> Let's if we define the word politics. Yeah. So I actually what, had written that down. Okay, because <laughs> there, there, there can be kind of the ideology or the ideology of here are my political ideologies, right? But then there's also just the idea of politics within a workplace or politics within social settings and stuff like that, right? That is a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so. Can it's we, it's wait, just a, you... so uh, a, if I remember correctly, a polis is a community. Okay. Um, and so this uh, politics are the rules of a community, how a community um, crafts its uh, standards, its rules, its guidelines, its, 
It's leadership. How do people achieve decision-making power? Uh, Maybe the best way of understanding it. And so politics is the process in any given culture or community of how people achieve decision-making power. So you have church politics. How do you become a decision-maker in the church? What are the standards? What are the virtues? What are the what do we look for in that? And that's going to be true of any given community within the family. How do you achieve decision-making power within, mm-hmm. uh, again, a tribe, within a government? And so um, within a, any given, that that's yeah, all like the politics is. Or whatever, right. yeah. And, and a society, here's what's funny. So you'll have to excuse this. This, this is too good to, to not mention it. But, um, you know, frontiers, frontiersmen, um, the first cutting-edge frontiersmen actually are essentially always men. Um, not not quite probably always, but frontiersmen, the people who were carving a path across America or across Africa or across Australia, are usually men. And I had a, a political science professor say, society begins the first time that man looks around before he urinates. So that's the, that's how you know society has begun. Until then, it's just him. And the rules are entirely up to him. But the first time that he looks around, he's like, oh. I better see who's who's watching before I do this. You now have a society. And That's at that point, you need some rules. Mm. And so what are the rules? And the, one of the rules is who gets to make the rules. Mm. And politics is who gets to make the rules. Okay. Um, and so when you have a society of politics and politics is who makes the rules. Culture are the the non-political rules about a cult about a society is culture. The the decision-making rules are about is about politics. And in America, those are now inextricably linked. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't pull them apart. All yeah. of our politicians are celebrities and vice versa yeah. um, now. That's so, part to, of it. so to mm. say the word cultural politics or something like that yeah. is just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big debate among people as to whether culture runs down, is downhill of politics or politics is downhill oh, from culture. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. Yeah. You know, which one influences the other? There was a great mm-hmm. quote years ago by... Uh, the quick question with media, Frank Peretti uh, asked the question, this back when TV was the only version of this, he said, does, you know, does TV affect the culture or does TV reflect the culture? Mm. So we could take out media, TV today and put in media. Does media affect the culture or does it reflect the culture? And Frank Peretti's answer 25 years ago was TV is the culture. Mm. And like now we would say media, media is, is the, the culture. culture. We have no mm. culture in America outside of, outside of media. Like it's a, there's nothing else. We don't we don't do any other cultural things that aren't video, some version of video or mm-hmm. audio. And so huh. um, very rarely do we actually go see the thing. We see the thing through to something else. Yeah. Um, even if we're there. Even if we're there. That's what <laughs> I, I don't know if you if I when I was teaching uh, yeah. to a private school the other day and mm-hmm. showing them pictures of people watching a watching a concert through their phone. Right. Like yeah. they're literally at the, co- they bought tickets and now they're looking, watch. So talking about watching fireworks here, our big fireworks oh, show. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And me telling, uh, FaceTiming my wife and like, hey, she couldn't be there. So I want you to see the finale. And I realized the next thing, <laughs> I'm watching the finale of this fireworks through my phone. Like, wait, there's fireworks right over there. <laughs> but I'm watching them through this tiny little screen. Like, why like, am man, I more these comfortable? These are terrible. These are terrible. What's the other? Oh, wait, they're right there. They're literally blowing yeah. in the sky a hundred feet yeah. from me. So that means media's culture is politics. That's exactly right. Wow. Oh, and there's, man, we're learning truth about that, aren't we? Yeah. And yeah. Right now with social media stuff. But yeah. um, that's what politics is. And so who gets to make the rules? And obviously mm-hmm. that is greatly influenced by um, ethical decisions like mm-hmm. the Judeo-Christian ethic, mm-hmm. yeah. um, et cetera, and, and all those. And so that's a, 
Those are those are big issues. I don't and, think you're late to the game. I think yeah. Well, and I think it kind of falls into okay. Well, if you don't have something to put your hope in, right? Or or you're you're looking for that. I feel like I would probably lean toward okay. Well, who's making those decisions? That's, that's what I'm going right. to be invested in. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's what affects me and the people that I love. Doesn't yeah. that make sense? Yeah, which is a good kind of. Um, next step for what we've been talking about of what do we need to deconstruct when it comes to politics, but then answering the second part of that, of how do we reconstruct, you know, because we've talked this whole podcast about you, we don't end with deconstruction. We then push towards reconstruction. So then the next question is how do we reconstruct with all of these things that we've learned? And I think one of them is um, when it comes to politics of what am I building my hope in? Mm. And when it comes to a lot of this is deconstructing um, the difference between Christianity and politics, but also just the hope that we've um, placed in politics um, that it can't provide for us. And so in my mind, yep. reconstructing starts with, like you're saying, Colson, what am I putting my hope in? Mm. Um, and it doesn't mean we don't be in you know, or should stay away from politics or not be involved or not care or be informed. Uh-huh. It just means where are we placing our hope is the first question that we need to ask. Yep. And it may, may mean, it's amazing how often reconstruction starts with repentance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reconstruction oh, yeah. starts with, okay, I've been trusting in the wrong things. I've been looking to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. I, I need to change that and start looking someplace else. Mm-hmm. And for all of us, there, that's always good. That's, we're going to need that regularly. So yeah, or first even, is that. Even recognizing that in others of like, if the way that others have handled this have caused me to deconstruct, mm-hmm. even if they are following the Lord or saying they're following the Lord or whatever it is, recognizing where they may have misplaced their hope when it right. comes to politics and then even admitting how that's affected us. Yep. Yep. And acknowledging where we may have also lumped things together. Mm-hmm where we we rejected Christ because of a politician who claimed him. Uh, mm, mm-hmm, or we rejected Christ because of a parent, even, who claimed him, or a pastor who claimed yeah. him, or a church who claimed him, and then actually used him for political means. Uh, we get burned by that, and our temptation is to want to reject Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead, what we probably need to do is reject that that philosophy that place that person's role there their person's mindset that got us there mm-hmm. interesting and remember mm-hmm. like we just talked about that we're we are ambassadors we're not of a political party or a kingdom here on earth we're ambassadors of another That's another right. kingdom and i think when it comes <clears throat> to politics we have to keep that in mind or we stray really quickly um, yeah but do you do you think that i mean people who are not associated with christianity are frustrated with Christians for this, for a similar reason why people might be frustrated with or historically Mm. with Jewish people of like, well, they're set apart or they see themselves as set apart. And Mm. so do do you think, I would assume that it it like puts people off. Sure. And that's, I mean, so part of the memory for the, we have to remember that, that there is a thing that is called persecution uh-huh. and there are things that should be, I mean, there, there are things that, that should get us persecuted or disagreed mm-hmm. with or, or whatever. And some of those things will be political. Uh-huh. I mean, we will, we will be on the wrong 
So some of our biblical views will be immoral by the by today's standards. Uh, yes, we should do we... a whole we should do a season on that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that's going to be but the yes. case that mm-hmm. that there are going to be some. And when those matters become political, and then we're going to be on the quote wrong side of that from yeah. our culture, and that's going to be it. And so I, I mean, I I would love for us to only. Uh, find ourselves on the wrong side of the ones that actually are biblical. Yeah. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus just the ones that we prefer or we like better or or that we are grossed out by or not or something. But yeah. but I think that's I think that's part of it. But I, I also do think based on this biblical picture, even the biblical picture, I think Jesus was as involved in his political situation as he could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was in his case probably to speak out and eventually be killed for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he was making a, he was teaching religious truth, but teaching religious truth got him killed by governing authorities Mm, Yeah, because he was not trying to overthrow Rome. He was not preaching against Rome. And yet Rome is who executed him for political reasons. And so because he Mm. represented a threat to them in some way, then they decided the easiest way was just crucify him via the religious leaders of the Mm. time. Um, So again, hurt his own people. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. And so I think that's a wow. That's a it's a reminder. I think it's yeah. totally appropriate for Christians to run for office for mm-hmm. um uh for us to vote, for us to protest. Uh for us to, I mean, I think those are all totally a potentially a totally appropriate things for Christians to do. But they aren't inherently Christian behaviors. You yeah. may not get to do any of those things. And right now, if you're a member of the church in China, you probably don't get to do any of those things. Mm. Uh, you might, you might not. And so if you're a part of the church in Iran, you probably can't do many of those things. Um, Christians don't always get to mm. do those things. When we do, I think it's totally appropriate for us to do those, yeah. to be involved politically and to a level that's appropriate, that doesn't cost us our faith or our testimony. Mm. But yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's Thank it's you. tough. This yeah. listen, as always, these are sophisticated, tough conversations. Thanks for diving deep with us. Oh, yeah. Those of you who are still yes, definitely. connected. And <laughs> I would actually love if you have a question related to politics or policy or something that you've been wrestling with that you'd like to hear us talk about. I can't guarantee that we would we're gonna handle it, but uh, we'll we, certainly try. Yeah, we love we love getting questions. So please email me at clechner at southspring.org. Um, any of those questions and we'd love to dive deep into those thanks for listening absolutely thank you for joining us for this episode of Reconstructed Faith if you enjoyed what you heard or were challenged please leave us a review it'll help other people find us if you have questions or a topic you'd like to hear discussed shoot me an email at info at southspring.org Reconstructed Faith is a resource of South Spring Baptist Church. Remember, don't give up, trust God, search for answers.